Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Now, just a warning before we get into today's first story, there is talk about self-harm, suicide, and addiction as well. So I just wanted to throw those out there. If you did want to skip today's story, that's totally up to you. I just wanted to give you that option as well. So... Let's get in to today's first story. And this story does follow with an update. It's from Towel Tricky who says, long distance relationship boyfriend, male 23, cheated on me, female 20, after three years together with another girl, a female under 20, I think. Do I tell the other girl? Long story short, I figured out from 3000 miles away, he's been cheating. Started with a phone call popping up on a screen with the girl's name on FaceTime. I said, go take your phone call, and he refused, said it was his male friend, confused and gaslit me, and made me rethink the name I had read. Wasn't a huge alarm bell because I thought I'd just misread the name. Then I found them with matching Instagram profile pics of all things. Praise be to the Instagram algorithm for suggesting her account to me the day after the phone call incident, lol. And I put two and two together and confronted him. He admitted to it from the date in the girl's bio, lol. They've been together for nine months. We were together for about three years. He knew her before me, didn't think anything of it. He still insists at the beginning, nothing was going on, but flirts and sex happened around nine months ago. He had a snap streak with her since before we knew each other properly. Whatever, didn't bother me when I saw it. Anyway, now he's been cheating with her emotionally and physically but she's still partly long distance relationship i believe i'm not entirely sure she doesn't know he was with me he has no idea of our relationship or my existence he said he's too scared to break up with her because she's suicidal self-harms and gets very upset with him i.e he claims he was forced to do the instagram profile pic thing because otherwise she got upset and would cut and she takes anger out on him Issues with drugs and alcohol, parents drug addicts, so not a supportive home life. He's kind of therapist-esque for her, I think. Supporter and whatever. We talked for about an hour after I confronted him, which is why I know all this. Classic cheater court scenario, crying, apologizing. The kicker was when I said, break up with her and block her. It's unhealthy for you and unfair for her. She needs professional mental help, which you can't provide and you're screwing with your own sanity. He refused, said she'd kill herself and he couldn't deal with that on his conscience. I was like, I'll DM her then and tell her if he is too chicken to. Please don't she kill herself, he said. I think he genuinely worries about her. Unsure. I don't know who he is anymore, lol. To make it very clear, he didn't tell me he was cheating. Repeatedly reassured me he could never cheat, loved me, reassuring and kind. Blah, blah. 
I worked out he was cheating for myself through a convenient phone call, which he panic swiped away, then the blessed Instagram algorithm. Then I confronted him and he admitted to it. I don't have any resentment towards the other girl at all because she doesn't know who I am. All the blame is on my ex in this scenario. But now I'm dealing with a moral conundrum. Do I tell her? The potentially suicidal, depressed, recovering slash current drug and alcohol addict youngish girl that her boyfriend of at least nine months, and I'm guessing they've been talking and flirting for longer, had a girlfriend for three-ish years. February 2018 till yesterday, June 2021. And that he's been lying to her and to me. Or do I get involved and leave them be? Again, to make it very clear before anyone jumps down my throat, I'm not trying to be a homewrecker or whatever and ruin her life and his. I just genuinely am concerned that I am morally obliged to tell her. Because personally, I would have wanted someone to tell me if my boyfriend was cheating. And if the situation was reversed and she had known, I would have wanted her to let me know. Unsure though with her mental health problems, don't want to be responsible for suicide or anything like that. Please advise, give your opinions, but treat me gently because I found out boyfriend has been cheating on me for almost a year, less than 12 hours ago. Thanks. Now, I agree that, you know, that the other person totally deserves to know what's been going on, that they're also being cheating on as well. But there is that worry about the mental health side of things. If everything that, you know, boyfriend was saying is true i guess you've got to be extremely delicate with it but i still think they deserve to know otherwise what's the alternative they get strung along for for longer and potentially cheated on again by this person but it's also a very risky game getting involved we've read a lot of stories you know where where a similar situation happened not with the mental health but you know someone's told his other partner about the cheating and they didn't believe him or the boyfriends already got to him and said you know that person's crazy or whatever a a jealous ex or something like that so i'm going to be very interested to know what happens in this update but we'll cover a couple of the comments from this post and then we'll move on to the update so we'll start off with a deleted user who says i don't see how you'd be the homewrecker as you said if you were with him for three years and he got together with her just about a year ago he cheated on you she is an affair partner even if she doesn't know you exist you can let her know she can do whatever she wants after that it will never be on you it's on him and he's most likely lying about the girl doing self-harm and or because he doesn't want her to know maybe because she will drop him if she found out and hopefully he's not a boyfriend but an ex now first says make sure you come with proof he gaslit her and probably already warned her about a crazy girl he knows make sure she knows she was the other woman so she can't turn it around on you but yes tell her i doubt anything he says about her is true never poker starfish says just coming here to say that according to cheaters whoever they are talking to the other girl is crazy don't be surprised if she's as fine as you if you do get in touch and if he does the explaining you'll be the crazy one in his story to her trippy girl 13 says i'm not sure i understand the logic when you say he cheated on her you two have been together for three years he's been with her for nine months you're the one being cheated on here you don't owe any explanations to that girl just remove yourself from the situation completely and move on friendly passerby says first of all i'm so sorry you discovered such a thing I hope you are well and have a good support system to get you through the upcoming period. Whether to tell her or not, I don't know. It depends on what your boyfriend told you exactly. 
if you believe him and how you feel about him. He's an ass for cheating, yes, no doubt, and breaking up with him sounds like the only right decision. How to handle depends on how you feel about him. If he's normally an honest and respectful guy, if you believe his story is true and that he's genuine in his concerns for her mental health, you could choose not to do anything and leave the two of them to sort it out. He got himself into this mess. He got himself tied to her. Let him stay tied to the mess or deal with it after all. His mess, his loss. If he really spent nine months lying and leading a double life because of a fear she'd harm herself and some twisted feeling of responsibility for her, you would undo his actions by telling her the truth. I don't know how I'd feel if she would harm herself after all and it wasn't an empty threat. But if you're not sure about his sincerity or if it's true what he told you, or if you're by now pretty sure he's really just a son of a bitch trying to have it both ways, do as you please. Hard decision. I'm sorry he got you in this situation. So now we're going to move on to that update to see what that says. I told her, sent her a long message from my own Instagram account, no burners or anything, lots of empathy and kindness, told her I was on her side. She asked for proof and I sent that through. X texted me five minutes later with, you did it, hey? I'd blocked him on all social media except for phone number. Then he weirdly thanked me, said it was better for his head and mental health now. I did him a favor. It baffled me a little. Sent him a couple of harsh text messages explaining it wasn't for him, but for her. She deserved the truth. He apologized again, lol, and then I sent him a final message and blocked. Girls seemed devastated. Not angry at me, thankfully, as I was scared of her spinning it against me, which I don't think I could have handled in my delicate state. Told her I was there for her. I had a little chat, but haven't talked to her since 12 hours ago. Not expecting to continue talking. Don't know if she properly broke up with him or taken a break since they still follow each other. But she changed her profile pic so it's no longer matching and a relationship date from her bio is gone. None of my business what happens next. I just hope she's okay and takes the next steps which are healthy for her. No idea if she's suicidal or self-harming. I had that in the long message sent to her that... He told me you were vulnerable and suffering from depression, so I debated sending this message, but I think you deserve the truth. Inevitably, I think it's better for her to know rather than confide in a liar who is abusing her vulnerability. Thank you to everyone who replied on the previous post. It definitely helped to see other strangers agreeing with sending a message and informing her. If anyone ends up in a similar situation, I hope you never do, but send the message to the unknowing affair partner. It'll relieve your conscience, I think even though you're not in the wrong. That sounds weird, but trust me, I know I was the one cheated on and that she was the other woman. But it still felt good to tell her what the real truth was rather than him spinning it against me or never telling her. It's kind of like a final kaboom in my ex's face, making sure he can't just go crawling to his other girlfriend now that I broke up with him and she knew the full truth and can decide what to do next, break up or stay together. I feel relieved. I've finally stopped feeling nauseated and throwing up. Had my first good night's sleep since I found out. Nothing but bad feelings for the ex. I don't know if it's hate, that's a strong word. I resent what he put me through and the waste of time and the lies for such a long time. He's made me unsure of myself and everything he told me, but I have enough self-respect to break up with him. Miss what I thought we had, I think. I don't know. It was all lies, I guess. I want him to figure himself out, mature, and eventually settle down. Not with me. Holding all my resentment against the cheating ex. Not a fair partner. 
The hurt is setting in now. Last couple of days it was anger, now it's just pain. Now can anyone offer post-discovering your long-term partner's been cheating on you for almost a year advice? I'm not used to not being busy and having too many thoughts. I just finished final exams, so have been studying for months and been busy and now it's nothing. Glad I found out after exams, but not sure what to do now. Advice appreciated. And again, it was always a very, very delicate situation when you're worried about someone else's mental health and do you tell them or not? And I'm glad they did tell them in the end because they do deserve to know that they're being cheated on. Because like I said last time, what is the alternative? They sit in this relationship being strung along by someone who cheated on them as well. And that person doesn't deserve that. But how do you move on from here? My only advice would be, and again, I don't know if it's good advice or not, but what I would say is move on, do stuff for yourself, look after your own mental health, and just do what you want to do when you feel it's right for you. Date, get hobbies, go to clubs, whatever you want to do. I've never been in a long distance relationship like that myself. I heard it can be very, very tough, but let me know your thoughts on this story in the comments below, and we'll move on to another one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And our next story comes from Timely Duty and again does follow with an update. It's titled, I, 27 female, screamed at my husband, 29 male, neurodivergent sister, 20 female, and now I don't know how to repair our relationship. This is a long one. I apologize for incorrect formatting or grammar or insensitive or inaccurate usage of terms to the neurodivergent community. English is not my first language and I am not from the West. This is not an attempt to besmirch or put the neurodivergent community in a bad light. This was a one-off freak incident and is not reflective of the community at large. I do not intend for this post to be used to further stigmatize or spread inaccurate information about the community. Please be mindful of your comments. Too true. Background. My husband and I have been together for four years and married for two. We both come from another country than the one we lived in when we met. 
Most of our relationships occurred while we separated from our families. I knew he has a neurodivergent sister, but I hardly ever got a chance to interact with her. Sensitivity to neurodivergence is absent in our country and very little to no awareness or guidance is provided to families with or without neurodivergent children. I got pregnant with twins earlier this year. We both decided to move back home for the birth and, and initial few years of our kids' lives so we could be around family. We live in a house on our own, but family is close by. I give birth in the last week of October and I might be dealing with PPD, postpartum depression. I also have an increased sensitivity to sounds and smells as well as an increased irritability. Ironically, my twins seem to be gifted with the strongest pair of lungs I have ever seen on newborns and they like to demonstrate their lung capacity every few hours. My poor husband usually is the one to handle the babies and will usually pass them on to me once he has them a little quietened. I have not left the house since birth. Complications from birth plus fear of COVID. Now to the issue at hand. Recently, we received the news of my husband's aunt's passing. His entire family had to attend the pre-funeral and funeral rituals. They were all devastated and understandably so. However, they were unable to find a trained professional at the last minute to take care of his sister. I've barely spent time with his sister and from what I do know, she is severely dependent on care. She is high functioning but has difficulty with emotional outbursts that can be quite violent. She also has extreme sensitivity to sounds. In the heat of the moment and in a panic, my husband's family decided, since I would be at home anyway and not attending the funeral, that I would also look after his sister. I know they were in the wrong. I even begged my husband, but he was already distraught and asked me to help out the family in the time of need. All I was handed was a list and schedule of her medications as well as a list of allergies and food preferences. I was not prepared for this. Things started going wrong immediately. They were not able to sit down and explain why she was being removed from her home and being placed in ours for the day. She was not explained why her primary caretaker, mother-in-law, was not going to be there for her and she was not given any time to adjust. Instead, she was thrust into a messy and noisy dark house with loud crying twins and an old cat that she hates. She immediately did not trust me because of this. I tried explaining things to her as well as I could. My husband had warned me that she can get physically violent, but I did not expect her to do things like pinch, spit, or shove me. She had two minor outbursts within the first couple of hours itself, but then came the major one. I was already swamped with the twins and had a massive headache because of their loud crying. I was struggling to feed them and change them and settle them, during which sister-in-law also needed her meal. I was trying to soothe one baby while also meal prep, but the crying of the babies trigger a major meltdown. While I was trying to manage her, I'd put the kids in their bassinet. She held onto my head, pulled my face towards her and screamed directly in my ear with all her might. I felt like I might pass out. I shoved her and she fell backwards. I managed to gather my thoughts, but it felt like my head was going to split open. I saw her on the floor and immediately felt guilty. I tried, I really did, but nothing seemed to work. I called mother-in-law and asked her to come home and explain what had happened. She had lost her sister, but she understood and told me she was on the way, but it would take her nearly an hour to reach. She asked me to give sister-in-law space and keep the kids away from her so as not to trigger her further. I took the kids into my room to quiet them as they were screaming at this point. It might have taken me around 20 minutes to get out of the room. I don't know why, but I had made the decision to shut the door behind me when I went into the room. 
When I came out, sister-in-law was not on the floor where I'd last seen her. So I went back to check the only other room in the house and the kitchen. What I saw made my blood boil. She had trashed the entire room. We were setting up as a nursery and she had smeared what I can only explain to be excreta on the walls. Cat or baby or human. Jury is still out. I don't know if I even want to know. There was what I presumed to be water all over the floor as well as some glass. She was sitting in one corner of the room, rocking back and forth. I walked over to her to try and apologize or even speak to her to make sure she was okay and had not sustained any cuts or injuries. She shoved me hard and I slipped and fell onto some of the glass behind me. A piece sliced through my arm and, and I don't know, I lost it. I just started crying and walked away. She followed me, screaming loudly and saying awful abuses. I know I should have known better. I know she might not know better, but at that moment, I did not care. I screamed at her. I yelled at her, and I could just not stop myself. Shortly after my husband and mother-in-law walked into the house, I told them what happened, and I apologized over and over again. However, the husband looked broken. He looked at me as if I was a monster. She told me he did not trust me anymore and felt like he did not know me. He called me petty and self-obsessed for fighting with his sister despite knowing of her disability. He told me he could not trust me to be home alone with the children. At that moment, I felt so much guilt and shame that I did not even try to defend myself. Mother-in-law helped clean up the floor and sister-in-law and my husband grabbed our kids and left. My parents were called and have been staying with me in the house since. My husband is barely speaking to me and says he needs space to figure things out. The children are back with me, but it is as if everyone around me is waiting for the other shoe to drop in for me to, I don't know, lash out or something. I've scheduled therapy soon and I've been asking my husband to come with me. He's not ready yet and says he feels like he does not even know me anymore and feels disgusted to even be in my presence knowing how I interacted with his sister. I don't know what to do. How do I proceed? Is there any hope? I know I messed up, but I love him and I don't want to lose him. I've checked upon mother-in-law and sister-in-law and sister-in-law has all but forgotten about what happened and mother-in-law is just distraught overall. To me, I don't even think you should be questioning yourself in this situation. You said in one paragraph, you know they were in the wrong. You wasn't prepared for this. You're, You're potentially going through postpartum depression, dealing with newborn twins, and then they put you in this position with sister-in-law who's known to have violent outbursts. That's not acceptable to me. I know it's a family emergency and everyone was panicking and stuff like that, but that was so ill thought through and put you in danger because of it. And then to not step back afterwards and think, shit, what did I just do? But instead double down and blame you for all of this. Yeah, it's not acceptable to me. But old lady says, ask him how he would feel if she's knocked you out or knocked you down and then got hold of one of the babies. He and his mother are dumbasses for leaving you and the sister like that. My Ducks Acute says, I think that if you keep apologizing, you will give your husband the impression that what he and his family did is okay. They left a woman with special needs in a situation where she was confused, unable to cope without a qualified caretaker and in a position to harm herself and others, including babies. They were grossly irresponsible and did so much harm. I'm so sorry they did this to you and to your husband's poor sister who did not deserve to be abandoned by them in that situation. By you apologizing to them, you are continuing to enable them in thinking that what they did was acceptable when what they did was devastating, harmful, and abusive. 
to your husband's sister that he pretends to care about, to you that he isn't even pretending to care about, and your babies that your husband is overlooking, who could have been harmed or killed in a situation in the chaos. Sorcerer Class 1314 says, I'm going to choose to be objective about this, even though the situation makes me very angry for you and your sister-in-law. You said in a comment that your husband used to be sister-in-law's primary caretaker, which means he knew all about her behavior and was well aware that you weren't qualified to take care of her. Husband knew that you had screaming infants, which would absolutely set sister-in-law off since sound is a major trigger for her, meaning he knew she would have a tantrum and get violent with you. Husband knew that you had complications from birth and possible PPD, which makes you even less able to care for your sister-in-law. You said in a comment that he was thinking of being a caretaker again when your mother-in-law gets too old. It really makes me think that the actual reason is upset is because when he eventually started taking care of sister-in-law again, he was expecting you to take care of her too. After this incident, it is clear that you not only can't but shouldn't take care of her, so his plan is ruined. If he goes to therapy, he will have to admit that. Not the asshole. Husband chose to put you and your babies in danger. It's as simple as that. Honestly, it would be best for you to take your kids and leave. But if you think this marriage is salvageable, then he has to agree to the therapy. Otherwise, it's over. And one more comment from Elandria18 who says, I am shaking. I'm so fucking mad for you. My brother is almost exactly like your sister-in-law. I was always his babysitter when mom and dad were working. He hit me, pulled my hair, bit me, threw things at me, woke me up by sneaking into my room at night and punching my face till it bled. And I still wouldn't grab anything to defend myself because I was afraid he would think it's okay to grab knives and come at me. Your fucking husband is being a fucking monster. To have the effing audacity to be mad at you, out of no fault of the sister-in-law, she could have killed you or your babies and he has the nerve to be angry with you for being afraid or upset. I would absolutely be leaning on, leaving his ass. Neurodivergent people may not always be at fault for certain behaviors, but that doesn't mean you can't be afraid if you are harmed. And quite honestly, the fact that you have two fucking babies and the family just hot potatoed anyone at you when you are openly struggling, fuck them, fuck him, and fuck anyone who tries to tell you you're in any way in the effing wrong. So now we're gonna move on to the update to see what happens next. Update. It's been a while since my original post and I had a short update. A lot has happened and I barely remember much. Mummy brain and sleep deprivation is very real. As recommended, I did send my husband screenshots of some of the comments on my previous post, as well as the entire post. My parents are staying with me to help with the twins, so that has been a major help. Mother-in-law and I spoke endlessly about sister-in-law and how to proceed from there. I even admitted that my husband's behavior was making me rethink the marriage in the first place. We spoke about the attempt to have sister-in-law become our responsibility and also how it might be more helpful to find an assisted living facility for her and that I volunteered to pay some amount to contribute towards it. Mother-in-law refused to accept the money but is very up to the idea of the assisted living facility. Later that week, husband was back at the house and asked me to go for a drive with him so we could talk as my parents were in the house and we needed to be able to talk alone. He gave me the space to talk first and tell him what happened and how I felt and how his behavior made me feel. I told him I was considering judicial separation from him because I felt abandoned and made to feel like a criminal for no real fault of mine. I also told him I find it hard to trust him around the twins when he was placing their security so low and considered so little about me. I told him his behavior was inexcusable even though he was sympathetic for his position and his love for sister-in-law. 
I kept breaking down while talking as I struggled with confrontation, but he listened very patiently and kept comforting me and encouraged me to carry on without trying to object. He then told me his side. Apparently, sister in Laura told him I had been neglecting her and had locked myself into the room to neglect her and that I had hit her and thrown the glass full of water at her in a fit of rage. My guilty behavior when he came home added to him thinking she was correct and for a moment, he was not being rational. But later, mother-in-law and father-in-law ripped into him about sister-in-law's habit of lying. They had even told him exactly what all happened as they heard from me and basically give him an earful, which made him realize he messed up. I know it was not good enough, but over the next week, we transitioned to him moving back home with us and honestly, things have been great. He agreed to go to therapy and I had some individual sessions and one preliminary couple session. The holidays and COVID have been making a more frequent schedule difficult. He's been trying to make up for things. Yes, it will take longer for us to get through it, but I am hoping we will in due time. We have a lot to figure out and a lot of details left to iron out, but we have a lifetime ahead of us for it. For now, I'm just grateful to have him home and for us to be on the same page once again. Now, with the update, what do you guys make of this situation? What are your thoughts on it in the end? I was quite surprised, you know, with the sister-in-law who like made up this story about throwing the glass in a fit of rage and everything like that. I was quite, quite shocked by that in the end, to be fair. And from the first post, I sort of wondered what will happen in the future? Where, where is sister-in-law going to go? And you know, now they're talking about assisted living facilities and stuff like that. But anyway, what are your thoughts on this one? Let me know in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the stories, your time, your loves and support. It means the absolute world. Thank you for getting involved. Really does mean the world. And I will see you in the next one. I hope so anyway. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.